Welcome, welcome back to the podcast, the B&E Talk Show. What's it going to be with B&E? Discussing common topics weekly. We are based in the San Fernando Valley, repping the A1A. Last week we talked about, what did we talk about, Eddie? Well, Bree, we talked about your thrilling conspiracies, such as what happened with Tupac and Biggie to the Rockefeller Uprise. Yes, while Eddie mentioned a couple interesting theories that caused and still are causing hysteria in the public, such as JFK, Marilyn Monroe, and the U.S. government to the long mission to find the Loch Ness Monster. So guys, again, just comment on our Instagrams. Let us know how you guys are. We are soon going to be doing the giveaway prize very soon. Check us out on all social media platforms. Yes, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, LiveMe, Facebook, SoundCloud, Anchor, all that. And don't forget to check out our iTunes, Spotify, and our website at www.betalkshow.com. So this is our question we're going to start off with, y'all. Main question, does clothing define us? Basically, what we're going to start off with is I'm going to say some main points. We're going to get into depth with everything else, and then we're going to get with Eddie's topics. All right, let's start off with gender roles with clothes. One of the most common, common examples of, you know, colorism and clothing is the custom color pink. Pink is for girls, and blue is for boys. Usually. But it wasn't always this way. Right. You know, the, the tradition goes on into the 20th century. Uh, since pink was thought to be a strong color, it was suited for bo- it was suited for girls. Everyone thought it would be better for girls, and then blue would be suited for boys. But then well, again, actually, it was straight. Yeah, it was actually the opposite okay. in the twentieth century because we are in the twenty first. Yes. Um, since pink was thought to be a stronger color, it was best suited for boys. But blue was more actually delicate and dainty, so it was meant for girls. Oh, yes, with the dresses yeah, and all and of like that type 19... of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're okay. right. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, and then in 1921, the Women's Institute for Domestic Science in Pennsylvania basically in- endorsed pink for boys and blue for girls. But the interesting fact about the pink is that the pink is a very masculine co- color in uh, Bermuda-, Bermuda. Also, British bankers and... You know, everyone else had to wear pink shirts for decades. So pink goes in and it goes out into fashion in all parts of the world. But traditionally, colors for brides' wedding gowns is usually in the U.S. and most European cultures with the color white. And white symbolizes purity and innocence. But then it goes into different colors about how in Asia, it's the color of death. And this arises from the belief that death is seen as a beginning and that white represents a purity that is deceased and then it brings into the natural life. So it, it goes into that how white is also associated into India as where, well, where they, women, widows wear white. And she's saying just basically the gender roles are used differently depending on the colors in all different places. Mm-hmm. So everyone has a different, different symbolism. And we got this from the colormatters.com website. Go ahead and check them out. They have really great topics to talk about. Great ones to mention to your friends and just to 
to keep as a conversation piece. Oh, yes. And then the next one that I'm going to go into, we're going to talk about the idea of slut shaming. Slut shaming is basically when a female decides, or whoever, male, whatever you want to do, a person decides to dress promiscuous. But this way of dressing promiscuous is... Uh, or non-binary. Or non... Yeah, or non-binary. Yeah, I have to shout out to non-binary as well, but... And shout it, out to everyone. Shout out to everyone. Except but, Nazis. Right. <laughs> but the thing is, it's just like wearing uh, booty shorts, wearing your shorts all the way up to your thighs. Um, what you doing? <laughs> just, I, I thought there was a bug on me. <laughs> it's just my zipper. <laughs> it is funny. But um, so, yeah, slut shaming is just basically just showing off your figure for um, and all of that well, actually, type clothing. Like, a lot of women and men. You get... gonna cut me off? Go, come on. Yes, I am. Because, okay, uh, okay Amber Rose has the slut walk. Mm-hmm. And that's basically her her way of competing, well, combating against men who slut shame women who just want to dress how they want and feel good. And there's apparently there's something wrong with that. And she took this mm-hmm. uh, to take to advantage because she actually got some bad shit going on for her because of Wiz Khalifa and he was saying she was a slut she was with a bunch of people and you know but that's not that it's nobody's but business. That, you know that, that, who cares know he does the same thing what's the wrong if a woman does it because masculinity femininity some people yeah it's structure. too much you know what I think that is it's bullying I think it's bullying too and bullying can even be like even a child going to school in middle school even high school let's talk about high school a person in high school, they have to dress a certain way or present themselves a certain way um, to be cool or be considered attractive or even get sexual attention. You know, right. it's just kind of like... It starts in middle school, too. It does definitely start in middle school. But some clothes are appropriate for school and some are not. Everyone knows that you have, you know, you don't wear your club clothes to work or anything like that. But we ought to make this thing... Uh, you know, without implying that a girl must be accountable for sexual attention she gets. So just take the sex out of the equation. That's it. Don't use the word as distracting when explaining rules to girls or anything like that because you're enforcing the code for uh, gender roles and stuff like that. And that just tells students that the dress code is meant to show respect to learning at school, conforming to the rules, all of that. But right. it also and encourages also, yeah. a language. Because no teacher should tell a student how to respect his or her own body. So this was on what website? Uh, Time.com. But I also wanted to say that a part of clothing would also be jewelry. And you mm-hmm. get, you know, told bling, part of slut shaming, but having hoops. Yes. Having hoops. The bigger the hoop, the bigger, the, bigger the hoe. O. The bigger the hoe. Oh, it's hoe. Oh, my bad. The or bigger the, the hoe. hoe. The bigger the hoe. Okay. It's either hoe Whore or whole. But either way, people use it. But yeah, it's just like slut shaming, it's bullying, and it's poor, bad humor. And it's not fair. Yeah. Um, something else that gets in the way for women, especially, is their confidence. And yeah. especially during this time. Summertime. Summer. Yes. So summertime is a time when everyone's wearing bathing suits. Summertime's a time when everyone wants to look cute, show off the figure. You know what I mean? Everyone wants to just feel that sun kiss the, kiss the skin. You know what I mean? But confidence definitely it involves 
that social media plays the a big way, part. Yeah, social media, even Instagram. Instagram's an example of how that platform is used for, uh, you know. Uh, sharing photos and videos with others. Making pe- your life look a lot better. But nowadays, people are portraying their lives as better. Instagram models, baddies, or whatever. These <laughs> women, if you see them in real life, they'll be walking around with a baseball cap and like... Right. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's just all in that mindset of I have to show off what I got, yada yada, but it all starts with confidence. And I'm telling myself this, I'm telling Eddie this, I'm right. telling everyone who's listening, you have to build your confidence. You have to basically It's all about your mindset. Find that mindset. And focus on that mindset to make sure you're not doing it for the wrong reason. You just but you are living here, you know, not for a long time but a good time, all right? Yeah, and the mindset even for children. Children are essential as well. It's starting off with middle school and social media. Social media does do a, a big, big, big effect on children. And it's just kind of like when they're watching um, videos online or if they're seeing their friends into, you know, into uh, liking pictures of women. You know what I mean, guys? But it's just kind of like, it's just now we're, we're doomed. So, social <laughs> media needs a it needs to be beneficial there needs to be a filter somehow or some sort of way regulation that it's not all about bullying it's not all about money but it's also a way to market for free and yeah so back to yeah but back to clothing sorry to cut you off but back to clothing it's just like it just changes our mindset and everything it just kills our ego and it's just not right but now to a fun summertime hit we're gonna go into something uh, we're going throwback. We're bringing it back. Bringing it way back. We're going to do Boogie Shoes by KC and the Sunshine Band. Mm-hmm. Boogie, oogie, oogie. Welcome back, Gems. We hope y'all enjoyed the song Boogie Shoes by Casey and the Sunshine Band. What? If, what? If you weren't able to hear the song, then go ahead and check the Season 2 playlist of the B&E Talk Show. What's, What's it gonna, gonna be with B&E on, on Spotify? And then come back to the section to continue our podcast episode. Now back to our topic, clothing. clothing. So now we're going to talk about my main points which I wanted to go into the symbolism and colors in clothing. Now, fashion. Fashion. It's how we express ourselves, and it's our way to show the world who we are. Okay, Brie? People can dress up, dress down, wear jeans, dresses, or any type of clothing they want, and uh, whatever they want to wear, okay? Because everyone has their own individuality, okay? It's obvious what things are in and out of style sometimes. But the question is, does fashion define who we are as people? Hmm. What do you think about that? Well, today's society is in love. And I'm saying in love because truly we are in love with brands. We love brand names. And whether we acknowledge it or not, we let fashion influence us, okay? And I got this quote from Spectrum.com. Check them out. They have amazing articles talking about society. Anyway, it's no news that your wardrobe says a lot about you, okay? Mm -hmm. What you wear can inform um, past buyers 
of any type of employment and as well as your ambitions and emotions and spending habits. So anyone will walk by you and be able to see who you are just because of your clothes. How do you feel about that? Well, I feel like growing up, like, you know, high school, I wore like funky, remember, remember we both, okay, so him and I both met in high school and yes. we've known each other for so long. That's why we started the show. But anyway, back to this, I was saying that in high school, I used to wear like bright colors. I was, used to wear a pink jumpsuit. I had these bright orange pants. I right. wore like, I don't know, my style was just me. Different. It was very, di yeah, it was very different. I feel you. I was also wearing like a lot of hipster stuff, graphic mm -hmm. t-shirts, naked women t-shirts. At school, no one cared, which is funny. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of cut off jeans that I made. Uh, just a bunch of shit. Just a bunch of like shit clothes put together. I look good though. Yeah, you, you look good too. You were popping. We were good. Yeah. Still is. Still hey, hey. hey, hey. But anyway, uh, how did you feel in that clothing versus the clothing that you wear now? And how does that affect how people approach you? Well, to start off in high school, I was really, I was more of the homegirl. Like, I wasn't into like trying to impress anyone really or try to dress a certain way growing up. I just always had my own style. Do you feel and that now that has made you change? I think now I'm getting more in tune with myself as I get older and my style does progress. I do like to wear a lot of dresses to, to show my curves, you know, you feel me? <laughs> and, you know, but um, I just feel like my style now is just maturing as I get older. So I think clothing does... Um, your question was well clothing the clothing does define, define you. you i think it kind of does in a sense i mean sometimes when you go out clubbing or you go to a party or you're going to special occasions stuff that's totally different but the way that clothing defines you not always sometimes because you do have to play a role but at the same time most of the time it does because you do go to the store or you do decide to wear that clothes that clothing that day exactly and now it's even launched a whole new type of psychology there are clinical psychologists out there, and I'd like to mention one. Dr. Jennifer Baumgartner, I hope I'm not butchering that name, but literally wrote the book on this phenomenon, which she calls the psychology of dress. In, um, and this is called, uh, you are what you wear, and sorry, let me repeat this. You are what you wear, what your clothes reveal about you. She explains not only how psychology determines our clothing choices but how to overcome key psychological psychological issues your wardrobe might bring you know bringing to light in your everyday life or even at work like shopping so just, and right, all that exactly shopping your spending behaviors um, this often comes with internal motivations such as feelings experiences culture and this is a quote that i am get getting from dr bond gartner she also said you're looking at shopping or storing behaviors, even putting together outfits and people thinking of it as a fluff. Ooh, a fluff. Okay, but any behavior is rooted in something deeper than just a basic, oh, I'm going to pick this clothes to wear today, you know? You know, it's because you want to look at that deeper meaning of choice and what that means to you. And, you know, this is something that is part of a new uh, concept in therapy uh, and that now I want to go maybe into a different section not just the clothes that you wear 
but into the colors and why you wear what you wear. Yes, and we're just gonna go back and forth and just tell you guys about different colors, all right? All right, so we're gonna start off with the dark green. Tell me about the dark green. Dark green is a, a navy, charcoal, orange color, or sometimes it's a little bit of a chocolate brown. All are good colors, options to command power. Whether at work, meeting, or trying to convince someone to see your side of the story, apparently those type of colors are able to darken any um, any uh, darken any colors. Always add empowerment in your story. Got it. Yes, and then the next color is peach. Peach or rose are good for making friends. It's a softer, more approachable color that reaches out, engages people. Instead of overwhelming the other person or feeling too aggressive, it comes off as like a passive. Very nice, beautiful. Yes. Right. Um, I wanted to also mention black symbolizes death and is the traditional color of mourning in the Western culture. Now, black clothing is associated with powerful forces in many parts of the world. The Western part only sees it as a negative side. Okay. And then opposite of that is white. Brides. You think of a bride, she's wearing white. It symbolizes innocence and purity. Right, like you mentioned before. Yes, and also since white reflects sunlight, it is suitable for the, you know, the summer color. Right. In fashion, it's uh, popular because it's light and it's it's like a neutral. So, you know, doctors and nurses wear white to show that they're clean and they're pure and they're here to help you. Right, it emphasizes cleanliness. Yeah, um, and honesty. Right. It should also be avoided if necessary to take part in something important or when deciding and acting fast when wearing white mm -hmm. uh, in a certain culture. And that also builds new ideas too, like repetitiveness. repetitiveness. Right, new yeah. ideas. Yeah. Uh, next color is yellow. Yellow is cheerful, sunny, and looks exactly like our logo. Yes. And it sounds and attracts attention. Active people who feel open and young like to wear yellow. Yellow is recommended to be worn by those who want to, um, you know, kind of feel nice and warm to many other people and to bring a great warmness to the whole environment and the whole group in general. And it also can create and may cause irritation, weakness, and encourages uh, egoism. Okay. Well, you know the orange is worn by people who are working, creative, and full of energy, right? Uh, yeah. You know, well, that's separate from yellow. It's totally separate from yellow. And also, it show, should be worn by those who suffer from depression and those who should enter more joy and lightness in our own lives. Avoid it when the person is confused, disoriented, you know, claustrophobic, Claustrophobic. Claustrophobic. Yes, thank you. And it can worsen. Ladies nausea. and gentlemen, claustrophobic. That is the word of the day, guys. Claustrophobic. Yeah. And now we're going to go to red. It is the most intense and emotional color. The color of love. Red is the best color to wear if you want to be seen, you want to be visible, but it also makes a person harder. He's voguing, you know? guys, by the way. Vogue, vogue, vogue. Yes. Uh, I hope you guys are watching po uh, Pose. On FX, it's a really good show. It's all about the voguing scene. Just shout out to that real quick. Mm -hmm. Anyway, as a strong color, it usually does not help in different uh, negotiations and confrontations. Red dress expresses confidence. Person who wears it feels seductive, dominant, super, super sexy, and, you know, on top of the goddamn world. That's why a lot of females 
love the color red because it's something that creates empowerment for them as well. So let's talk about pink because I did mention pink earlier. Yeah. Um, you know how it's basically pushed upon females, girls, when they're baby and stuff like that. But pink is also worn by people who are gentle, loving, and who are full of compassion and understanding. So it sh should be avoided by emotionally immature people and people who are too dependent on others. Okay. Next, we're going to go to violet. It represents luxury, wealth, and sophistication. It's a beautiful color to wear. I love it's a it. very bold color, but it's a color of royalty. Violet should be worn by people who want peace, pure love, and those who meditate and pray because it brings peace and tranquility. And it's also... Um, one of the colors for the rainbow flag, you know. Okay. Okay. And it also, people who do not like silence are too sensitive or just want to be accepted by society should avoid wearing the color violet. Shout out to that. Yeah, you know, blue, as I mentioned before also, blue is the color of the ocean, if you guys didn't know that. And did you know that the sky is blue? Yes, the sky really. is blue, guys. It is it's the, the most... It's actually because reflection. of the reflection. Yep. Yep. It is the most popular color, too. And it is quiet, calming, but also cold and depressing, causing the body to cool. And it's recommended for job interviews for because it symbolizes loyalty. Blue clo clothes should like be... Like the blue-collar workers, just saying. Yeah, and also... Blue should be worn by people who suffer from mental fatigue and those who need peace and relaxation. My room is painted blue just for that. My room's painted uh, turquoise. I don't know if that's it's very similar. It's a shade of blue, so yeah, I feel. Okay, and then it encourages decision-making, brings understanding, wisdom, strength, and self-confidence, sense of responsibility to others. Just avoid if you're just very melancholic, melancholic depressed, or nervous. So now we're going to talk about green. I like the color green, and I like Money. green. Uh, green symbolizes nature. It is soothing and refreshing. Brides in the Middle Ages wore green because it symbolized fertility. So it kind of was like a symbol of showing men that they were able to have kids. And green should be worn by hyperactive people and those who have reducibility of sober thinking and judging. It helps just calm you. It helps bring you back to peace, nature, home, mother earth. It should be avoided by people who should act actively and lively in everyday life because it chokes uh, movement and encourages idleness and boredom. So you gotta be careful if you're that type of person, hmm. okay? Let's talk about brown. Brown is the color of earth. It means strength and reliability. Very relatable to green. Yes. And those two colors go to get, uh, very well together, just like dark green. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, and now we're going to go into the color gold. I love gold. I want to let you guys know that gold is my favorite color. Our sim our logo is kind of similar to gold. So Golden, yeah. Yes, check out our stuff. But the psychological meaning of colors, the psychological effects of gold uh, represents strength, wisdom, understanding, and abundance. And the golden color in a dream means that a person has a spiritual gift of healing. So that maybe that you can help yourself heal a little bit better. If anything, you can help others mentally heal a little bit better. 
Yeah, and then also it represents wealth and prestige. So when you think gold, you're thinking gold watch, gold chain, all of that. So gold represents, oh, I'm rich. Oh, I got it going on. It's also associated with the female energies of the moon. Um, I mean, actually, silver is associated with the female energy of the moon, while gold is associated with the male energy and the power of the sun. Keep that in mind if you're one of those people who's into that stuff. You can check out a couple of websites on wix.com. And I'd also like to now go into work clothes and street clothes. Okay, so good first impressions are cru- crucial to landing a job. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Your level of success will be determined by your interviewers and who will begin your evaluation based on several nonverbal cues such as the style, fit, color, cleanliness of your clothes, your choice of accessories, the firmness of your handshake, your posture, the manner in which you carry yourself, and don't forget the degree of eye contact, enthusiasm, and confidence to work at a place like that. You know, you gotta bring it there when you're going to work. You need to bring those work clothes to get that job. I'm just going to give you a couple uh, tips on this. Brianna's going to start with the first one. Yeah, when you wear professional and conservative clothing, you choose apparel that has received favorable feedback from people who are knowledgeable about the industry, standard, or specific company policy. Second is to ensure that clothing is clean, pressed, well-fitted, and make sure it looks good on you. Ask someone. Go ahead and ask anyone. 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 On the street. Anyone. Wear conservative dark colors, dark shoes that are clean and polished. That was the third one. And for the fourth, choose accessories that complement your clothing rather than distracting from it. So maybe smaller studs, smaller tongue piercings, maybe plastic clear ones. You know, you never know. Maybe you take off your nose piercing. Just removing like facial and body piercings, just covering up visible tattoos to avoid distraction. Right, and uh, those were the fifth and sixth. As a seventh, keep fragrances and jewelry to a minimum. Again, as the eighth, make sure your hair is clean and conservative in a good clean cut style, or put it up if you're a girl. Also, less back. is more. Less is more. Yes. Keep your look simple but classy until you become accustomed to the environment and learn about the company's dress code. Now we're going to go into posers versus lifestyle. Now I want to kind of take that into the 1990s to the early 2000s hmm. when there was emo. You know, emo people, and yes. that was like the scene. And then some people were like, oh, you're not part of the scene unless you cut yourself. And some people were like, no right. breathing. <laughs> But there is such a uh, phenomenon with being a poser or having that as your lifestyle. And you have to show it with street credit or people have to know it somehow. You know what I mean? It's all about imitation. Before we had social media, it was kind of like, oh, I listen to this certain type of song. I'm going to act like this. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? I heard it first before it was famous, and now everything gets famous within 10, 10 seconds. Yep. And then people think that they're, you know, different because they listen to underground music and stuff like that. We all know some, at least one person who listens to underground music, like underground rap or just beats, that type of stuff. But at the same time, it's just kind of like music does influence us. Exactly. Uh, now to our second commercial song, 
Fashion by Lady Gaga, which is a really, really good song. Go ahead and check out the Art Pop album. It's a good album. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you guys and keep listening. Listening. And stay tuned. Yay! Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the B&E Talk Show. Tune in next Thursday, August 23rd, 2018 at 1pm Pacific Coast Time to hear our next episode, episode 17 of the B&E Talk Show, season 2. What's it going to be with BNE? Our next topic is... Yes, student life at LABC with some special guests. Stay tuned for next week when we go to the Los Angeles Valley College campus and interview our fellow peers for the next topic, student life. We're very excited to interview our fellow students and see their reasonings for why they are going to school and what their plans are for the future. We will be on the Freedom Lawn at 10 a.m. through 12 p.m. We will also be having a giveaway prize. So guys, go ahead and come down. Check us out. We're going to be on the Freedom Lawn. Don't forget it. And try to find how to enter and win. And we're going to be there again on August 28th. Okay? Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, guys. You can also find us on any type of social media platform. We got Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Live Me, Facebook, SoundCloud, Anchor, and all of that. And don't forget to check out our iTunes, Spotify, and our website at www.betalkshow.com. If you'd like to be interviewed on the BNE Talk Show or leave a comment and email us at betalkshow428 at gmail.com or DM us on any social media platform so we can arrange a date and meet. And don't forget to check out our Season 2 playlist of the BNE Talk Show. Yes. That is right on Spotify. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. <laughs>